Oh, hello. Can we please talk about UFC Fight Night 205 and also what whatever's been going on in AMA news this week? So basically, uh, what in a nutshell, I'm going to be going through some of the fights that took took place over the weekend, uh, the winners, losers, people that were stand out to me, and obviously taking a look at how badly my bets went because they're always pretty goddamn terrible. Plus, taking a look at some of like the AMA news, you've got people retiring on Twitter again, and because uh, yeah, because contract negotiations are done on Twitter, guys. That's you know, everyone's buying into that shit. It's like, come on. Come on, it's a cry for help. It's desperation at this point. Uh, yeah, you've got some fighters that are in trouble. It's always it's always fun to have a look and see what's actually going on. So uh, yeah, stay with me for the Burt Locker episode 112. So yeah, at the weekend we had UFC... Fight Night 205. One of the most impressive standouts for me was uh, Kismiev. Like he's um, he he was one of the biggest favourites on the card, so I did think that he would probably win. He's another one of these uh, wrestler slash submission guys. It's just it was just the takedowns were very very good, and the way he locked in that that rear naked choke was absolutely fantastic. But then he jumped onto the cage and he actually called out Michael Bisping. It's like, dude, I mean Bisping hasn't been the champ since like 2017. You might wanna update your records there fella you know, you're calling out the wrong guy and also uh, he's he's actually said that he's now going down to welterweight so we'll probably see him down at 170 could we possibly see him versus Hamzat Chimaev I mean, there, there's a lot of these really good like style wrestlers kind of coming along and they're, they're all going to have to start fighting each other sooner or later I look forward to seeing it I look forward to seeing it then we've got Marcus Decasey. Oh, so you a wrestler now? <laughs> no, I like it. I'm a big fan because I'm a. I like the fact that he's clearly been working on his wrestling, and he knew that. Obviously, look, Marcus Decasey could have probably stood with that dude Borshev, like, and done okay because Decasey is a striker by trade. But why take that risk when you know that Borshev is only a couple of fights into MMA? He hasn't really been like he hasn't had a chance to work his ground game to the point that you have. Why not just take him down and just dominate him? And that's what Decasey did because Decasey had his back against the wall. He had to get that win, and yeah, and he got it. And he was good. He was just dominant the whole way through. Fair play to him. What I really liked as well, really horrible when he had him on all fours. Like he kept on keeping him in position by putting his shin on the back of his heel on his like Achilles tendon. Oh, I can tell you from experience that bloody hurts. It is horrible. I mean, I think to an actual seasoned fighter, it's probably not going to hurt because I think it's some it's one of those things that you can condition yourself to be okay with. But a schmuck like me, like the, honestly, it kills. I, I have I've had it done to me in jiu-jitsu like a hundred times. It's horrible. Uh, get if you don't know what that feels like, get somebody to just lean their shin on your Achilles whilst you're kind of like like on your front. Oh, tell you. Terrible. Not pleasant. Decazy kept sneaking that one in, man. It was good. It was funny. But yeah. Uh, Mac Neil Magny. Hey, he looked really good. He didn't look great in the first round. Max Griffin did slow down quite a lot in the second and really fell off a cliff in the third. Um, you know what? I think that 
It, whilst Griffin, look, he, he landed more in the second round. I thought it, Magny, it was Magny's round on the pure aesthetics of the round was like Magny going forward and putting on the pressure. Round three was probably a 10-8, honestly, because it was like, what, 50 to 10 in, in terms of strikes in favour of Magny, and it was just all uh, Magny in control. So I do think it was the right decision. It was a close one, but it was the right decision. And uh, speaking of, uh, there's another decision that went, uh, that was that was very very close it was uh, Matt Brown versus Brian Barberena. Now that was an excellent fight. Now I did tell, uh, I did say the main thing that you need to do is just tune into that fight because I could watch those two fight every every week. Now Brown, he did start breathing heavy at the end of round one. Like he he managed to kind of rally a bit in the third, in the second and third, but. He really was. He. It wasn't until this, the, the end of the second that Barbarina started to gas really hard. But Brown was looking at the clock with his mouth open in round one. That's not great. But anyway, uh, the grappling was a great option from Brown. He, he did a lot of great sweeps, uh, really nice leg sweeps, just tripping him up, throwing him over. And... Yeah, round, round two was savagery on both sides, really. I think round two, honestly, you could have given to either of them. I think that whilst Brown, he landed more. No, I don't think he landed more. I think he land, I think they both landed roughly the same. I mean, I, I haven't seen the fight stats, but just when I was just watching the fight, it just seemed like they are landing at a pretty even clip. But it did seem like the shots that Barbarina was landing had far more likelihood of ending the fight than Brown's. Brown was like causing cuts and damage, but none of the shots seemed to like it. Barbarina, when he was hitting them, it, hitting him, he seemed like he was wobbling Brown most of the time, whereas the return shots weren't doing that as much. So I don't know, I can see how I can see how you could score it in either one's favour, in all honesty. Round three, I think you have to give that to Barbarina. Uh, I mean, it was pretty even, and then Brown was very lucky to get out of there at the end. So, all the people saying that that was a robbery, I mean, you're wrong. It was just a close fight. The, the problem is, any time there is a close fight, people scream robbery. You're out of your goddamn minds, right? Because you, literally, like, a robbery indicates that one fighter was clearly the winner, whereas that, that no fighter was clearly the winner in this one. It's the same thing as Max versus Volkanovski, right? The, the, the second fight. There was no clear winner in that fight, right? It was very, very close. So I'm not saying that maybe Max didn't deserve to get, the, to get the nod. But what I'm saying is, you cannot call that a robbery. Because that is not a robbery, is it? Like, Jane, one fighter didn't... It, at the end of the day, same with this. Like, Brown versus Barbarina. At the end of the day, you just didn't know who was getting their hand raised in that one. So, it, you can't call that a robbery. It's, it was a close fight. That's all it was. So, stop, stop complaining about it and move on. Just accept the result and move on. And, uh, yeah, so I would just like to add... That was a fight that went to a decision that I found really entertaining. Not like Ankalaya versus Santos a few weeks ago, which was just, honestly, apart from a couple of moments from Santos, there was no urgency from either fighter. And it was just both of them just basically avoiding each other, landing one shot here and there, and that was it. That, that to me is not exciting. It isn't. I'm not going to pretend that it is. But then you've got clowns like this guy. For a start, right, I mean... I think I don't I don't really think that his views can be taken too seriously because his name on YouTube is called Conor McGregor would knock out Khabib. So I'm not totally sure that he is an authority on well anything. So he he responded to that saying, Yeah, it was a good and interesting light 
heavyweight MMA bout. I would say that he did originally say heavyweight. And I corrected him. I said, oh, by the way, it's heavyweight. And also, you know, I went into why, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't an exciting fight. And it, and it is entertainment first and foremost. It is. You know I mean? If it's not entertaining, then people won't watch it. And then you'll see the fighters really not getting paid. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But... Yeah, so he's he's actually he's he edited the comment, but he still didn't reply to my other comment. Anyway, uh, he's saying if you want some excitement, which to a guy like you just means a big knockout, basically go and watch bare knuckle. Now, I don't need a big knockout, as I've shown. Like Barbarina versus uh, versus Brown just goes to show a fight can be exciting without a big knockout. End of the day, I enjoyed Dukasey versus uh, versus uh, what's his name versus Borchev. Like and that was that, there was never going to be a knockout in that one. It was just it was just dominance really. I enjoyed that. But I didn't enjoy just the boringness of Tiago Santos and Ankalaev just kind of dancing around each other just doing nothing for five rounds. I'm not I'm not about to pretend that I did enjoy that because these right this is basically what I like to call MMA virtue signaling. You see it all the goddamn time, right? And it honestly it it makes me sick because it's so disingenuous. All it is, is this guy is going, yes, well, I'm a very, very hardcore fan, you see. So I don't need to see a knockout or any excitement of any kind because I appreciate all of the technical things that they're doing. Shut up! Shut up and bleed! <laughs> shut, just, yeah, shut up, knobhead. What, what are you talking about? It's entertainment. You want to watch people baking cakes? Go and watch Great Bitch Bake Off. Right? You want to watch people dancing around each other? Go and watch the ballet, you schmuck. Yeah? I look, at the end of the day, I, 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 will, I want an MMA fight to be exciting. I'm not going to apologise for that shit. Right? Because it's just, it is what it is. It's entertainment. And it's like, and the other thing that's wormed its way, like MMA virtue signalling, it's all bollocks. You get so many people go, like, immediately after fights just finding the lowest paid guys on the cards and just going oh oh dana white's robbing them he, he's robbing his fighters he doesn't pay his fighters it's like yeah he does pay his fighters you haven't even done the appropriate legwork to know whether the fighters are overpaid underpaid or paid just right i'm not saying one way or another but you idiots always just go ahead and just assume they're underpaid right you do you have any of their profit and sh loss sheets for for the ufc do you have any information to try and actually back up that claim with any credible shred of evidence that the fighters are indeed underpaid? Have you done any of the legwork at all? Or is it just fun to point your goddamn finger and say, yeah, this makes me a good person because I'm pointing out that these guys should get paid more? Focus on yourself, idiots. Now moving on to the main event. Uh, the main event, Curtis Blades versus Dorcas, was brilliant. Actually, it was it was it was a very different Curtis Blades. I mean, I could not have predicted that. I don't think anybody could, to be fair. And uh, yeah, you know, Curtis Blades was yeah, he looked really good. And Dorcas did was on his back, but it wasn't from a takedown. It was from a big old right straight, I think it was. But it was just the crack on that punch was all deafening it was sickening um yeah dorks is gonna have to kind of go back to the drawing board a little bit uh seems like i don't know maybe he needs a break i think yeah after after taking that big knockout to Derek lewis to jump back in so quickly against another guy that clearly hits very hard in curtis blades um 
Yeah, maybe take a break. But Dawkins is still, he, he's still got a really bright future ahead of him. But I'm really looking forward to seeing where Blades goes next. I'm hoping that they maybe do Miocic. If Miocic isn't fighting John Jones, maybe Blades versus Miocic. I'd be into that. So, uh, yeah, just to say, before I go into the news, uh, thank you very much for watching. If you could also like and subscribe, that would be massively appreciated. Uh, I do have uh, Patreon as well. So, the Burt Locker on Patreon, you get early access to the picks and exclusive content. And it's a bargain. It's £1 a month. It's like buying me a can of Coke every month. Full fat, mind. Full fat. I don't fuck around with any of that diet crap. If I'm going to make a bad decision, I'm going to make it right. You know what I mean? Anyway. Uh, yeah, just thank you for all your support. And, uh, yeah, just like, share, and subscribe, basically. And, yeah, so uh, Nate Diaz has retired on Twitter again. Um, honestly, I can't believe that people take this kind of shit seriously. Because, look, it, look, relax, guys. Contract negotiations are not done on Twitter, all right? They are negotiating behind the scenes. I'm sure that he's probably going to have one more fight in the UFC. It's probably going to be Conor McGregor or it's going to be Dustin Poirier. But, look, he, Nate Diaz is not retiring. He's not retiring on Twitter, anyway. Come on now. Be serious. Uh, Chael Sonnen might actually be in trouble, which is a bit worrying. It seemed like initially from like the reports, like Brendan Sharp even went into it, said that it was like some guy who got drunk and had a go at like you know, Chael's wife or something. But it seems like, I don't know, he maybe attacked other people after that incident. Because it seems like that this took place after the initial altercation. Because it said that, that already Chael was wearing no shirt or shoes and he had blood on him. And that's when he like walked past kind of in a drunken stupor and knocked the drink out of this guy's hand and then beat him and then beat the guy's wife. That's not great, is it? Um, uh, is Chael's missus said that she took an Ambien and slept through the whole, whole altercation. And... Chael's wife also had injuries, but she said she didn't know how she got them. Now, look, let, before we condemn Chael completely, like we did with John Jones, um, I don't know, we probably need to see, like, what Chael's defence is going to be. And... Because, like, we don't know if any... We don't know if this is actually true or not. We just don't. Like, it's not like we have a video of Chael Sonnen headbutting a cop car. You know, that that is the difference, isn't it? And at the end of the day, look, if you if you walk past the biggest gangster in Westland, Oregon, and he knocks a drink out of your hand, maybe just take the loss and just keep walking. Don't square up to him. Don't square up to him. If you're just some normal guy, you might get your ass beat. I'm not condoning it. But let's just see what comes out in the press. Anyway, let's move on to Troll of the Week. Uh, there's a couple of good ones here. Not Not all of them MMA related, actually, to be fair. Because I just thought that these were pretty funny. I'll, I'll start with the MMA-related one. Obviously, uh, UFC 5. Boom! It's got a new game mode where you get to escape from prison as Jorge Masvidal. Because, uh, yeah. It's, um, I mean, I would play that, honestly. I would actually play that. I don't know why they're joking about that shit. I would, I would play that all day. And then you've got green tea. Little factoid for you. Uh, by replacing your morning coffee with green tea, you can lose up to 87% of what little joy you'll have left in your life. That is true. I am a coffee drinker. God damn. Uh, and yeah, I don't, th I don't think... I think I'd kill myself if I got to that stage in my life. Green tea? Come on, man. Come on. And then we've got... <laughs> big sign with a watch saying, Strap on time. And then Archer say, ah, phrasing. Because strap on time. Because strap-ons are also things that 
people strap on to bugger people with and a strap on a watch is also a strap. This is just double, double meaning, you see. <laughs> anyway, that's about all I've got time for this week. Uh, yeah, so I'll be doing... Um, there's no fights this weekend. Uh, I will be putting up the uh, my picks for UFC 273, uh, which is uh, Volkanovski versus Zombie and Sterling versus Yan. Uh, those picks will be going up. And uh, yeah, until next time, keep those odds long and those bets terrible.